Right guys, so we are back in the studio for episode 2 of the Stoatman Podcast and today's guest is somebody that helped myself and Luke inspire a lot of change into our life and Mr. Documentary himself, Jordan Mulligan. Hello Boom. my friend. The main man. <laughs> Am I allowed to talk now? Yeah. Sorry, I did. Yeah, you <laughs> came in awkwardly. Sorry. No, you're not allowed to talk. Stop talking. <laughs> We've known you for almost a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of years. Um, up to, yeah. Jordan, I just was watching the the document, not the documentary, the interviews that we did mm. when you first came up. Oh, they were the first interviews, weren't they? One about they're separate ones, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Autism mm-hmm. and stuff. And mm. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and like we'd watched some of your stuff previously quite a lot of it when I when I worked offshore I actually watched quite a lot of your stuff which was which got me through a lot of early morning workouts and stuff yeah it's mad to, to think that now we're doing a documentary we're going to talk a lot about the documentary yeah, and stuff yeah it is crazy like. um, yeah. it's crazy how we all met as well like I said like I said they obviously came up just to do this yeah brief, uh, film pieces motivational pieces and then it started turning into a documentary you had the idea said our story would be good mm. and yeah, it was pretty crazy how it all just went 100 yeah. miles per hour. We were talking it? to Kush about it this morning, actually, and uh, it was funny, like, when we was coming up here, one of the biggest things was was thinking is, like, we need to pitch the doc to them. Really? Was like, yeah, we need to pitch that. And then we had breakfast after we'd done the mm. oh, yeah, yeah. the Mulligan piece, and I think you guys just... I, I don't I don't think we spoke about a documentary. I think you guys were just... I was like, what are you trying to achieve this next year? Mm. Or the next couple of years? And you both said what you were trying to achieve, and I was like, right, okay, we've got to do a documentary. Yeah. And it, yeah, and here stuck, we are. You stuck to your promise as well. So yeah. it's, like, it's all good, yeah. It's going to be awesome. You stuck to your promise as well, yeah. <laughs> making well, it. Well, you so. can't get rid of us at the moment, but yeah. <laughs> but obviously, you know, your career, I guess, and your inspired change started when you started doing the the YouTube stuff. You know, you mm. got your videos together. But then, cut when you were younger. This is what I find quite interesting is because when you meet successful people. Like I think about back to when they were younger, and like, did you have that dream? Did you have an interest in, like, that type of agenda that you've got, you know, to inspire change, or did you were you just a normal kid? Like I think of yeah. like Elon Musk, what he was like as a kid. Mm. Was he a smart guy? Was he? I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah, I mean, with so it's Mulligan brothers and sisters, Neve and Aaron yeah, as well. Course, it's like course. we're a big family, so there's seven of us. So there was like extreme competitiveness right. throughout the whole whole childhood like and it was it was bad you know i mean you guys will know yeah, like yeah, as brothers yeah. like so we were fighting in a good it like bit competitive way mm. um you know there was always like a basketball hoop that we'd be playing at for hours and hours trying to beat each other or right. we'd slip the block, boxing gloves on and spar each other and stuff so it was quite competitive um and i think all of us for some reason i don't know what it was but we just wanted to be successful mm. like it was an absolute goal of ours we our we had a good childhood, but not fi- financially. We didn't have any money, mm, and mm. Uh, my mum raised us by herself. And uh, in Nottingham, council estate, right. nice, nicest area, but it was like we didn't have much. And I think because of that, we wanted to have something outside of that situation. Right. So we always wanted to try and step it up. I remember we always used to like talk about how big a house is going to be, what yeah, car we're going to yeah, be yeah. driving, and like as kids. Yeah, yeah. So then we all kind of took took our own path. So I started playing basketball competitively. We were all bodybuilding, you know, yeah. like the standard thing of like lifting weights, going to the gyms together, and wow. it was just a really, really competitive. And I would say nobody put limits on us for our dreams. Right. So I'd say to my, mom, I remember um, writing a check like Jim Carrey I heard the Jim Carrey speech so I wrote a check 10 million dollars at mum's checkbook and she was laughing like well I'm, you're not, you're not ch- cashing that in wow. <laughs> on my bank account but she was like she believed that I could do it like right. 100% so she supported all of us with our individual wow. you know goals and aspirations that's mad we're yeah. fortunate man yeah that's um, very cool you know, to have a, have a mother like mm. a very strong woman like that in your life mm. I think that's it's not all about how you get raised but it helps, you know, if you've got that yeah. that figurehead that's saying, you know, fulfil your dreams, anything is possible. Yeah, and she and she was like that all the time. And and the thing is, with my mum as well is, she she slept on the sofa most of my childhood oh, to give us an extra bedroom in the house. Wow. Because um, it's a three bedroom, so dividing the kids up like to make sure everyone had somewhere to sleep. That's wild. So she slept on the sofa and she'd she'd go to bed the latest 
like 10, 11 o'clock, but she'd be waking up at like 4 or 5 a.m. Right. So like now, like when I got up at five, it's like, that's what my mum's been doing for years. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a normal thing mm. to, to see that. Jeez. Um, and the work ethic she had is like, there was just no excuse for not trying to, mm. if we're going to try and do something to do it to the best of our abilities mm. and really, I don't know. I don't know if it was about making my mum proud at the time, mm. but it was, I think, almost like following in those footsteps of what she was doing. Mm. Um, through looking, just looking after us as kids, because we were pretty mental as yeah, well. Do you know what I mean? So, seven yeah, of us, Jesus. yeah we're, and we weren't quite. It wasn't seven quiet kids. Yeah, like yeah. it was seven really energetic. Um, wow. I wouldn't say naughty, but mischievous kids. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, as yeah. kids should be. You know, yeah, yeah, just exactly. Have fun, yeah, doing yeah. some stuff, getting trouble. You know, That's the one. Get yeah. banged up, whatever. You know, it's, yeah. that is what it is. It's, but it's, it's a quite interesting thought because we were saying about your mum. You know, she didn't stop you from dreaming didn't stop mm. you from you know if you want to do something then she'd encourage that and I guess like for me that's what you guys are doing now with your you know your motivation stuff you know it's it's telling people they can achieve that yeah so it's it's almost like I, I put it back to mum as well when when mum used to make us t-shirts she kind of painted the picture for you to get him to inspire other people she mm. inspired you guys so mm. yeah she might have, she probably was the one that inspired the change first yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Kids oh. and stuff. Well, this is the whole the whole thing with inspire change. Like that simple message is that it, you could do it. I think people think it's like I've got to win world strongest man, and then I can inspire people. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not the case. Like mm. I, I say, the simplest example I give is going to a park and picking litter, mm. and just go out to your local park, pick some litter. Because I, I mean, I, there's a park across from the studio, our studio, and. I would look out the window, there's a guy in the morning picking litter, and he's not, he doesn't work for the council, right. he does it in his spare time, walking his dog, he just picks litter. Oh. I remember seeing him and I'm thinking, if he's doing that, why wouldn't I clean up my local park? Or, and I did, so I start, oh. I bought, I got a pick, pick, uh, litter picker in the car, and I go pick litter every so often with oh. Jude, and, and it's like that simple action, and the bigger, I mean, your mum, my mum, mm. your dad, um, not my dad, but like people, especially in like a parental situation, have mm. the ability to inspire the kids. Mm. Um, you know, you have the ability to inspire your brother or your, uh, you know, it could be a close friend. It doesn't need to be a million people. Um, so yeah, my mom definitely inspired us. And then, I, and then I had the realization when we started Mulligan Brothers, when we was really getting into the nuts and bolts of it is that people don't have, um, that they don't have that self-belief mm. but they d also don't have the ability to rent someone else's belief so like for me mm. when i didn't have self-belief i could use my mum's yeah. belief mm. Mm. i could you know she would tell me that i could do these things mm. so it's like a rent in her belief until i believe myself right. some people don't have somebody they don't have the self-belief but they also don't have the ability to have someone else believe in them yeah. and i think it's just pr with the inspired changes trying to provide that for other people Jeez. um which wow. yeah i mean Everyone can get inspiration in different ways, and Mulligan Brothers definitely isn't for everybody. Mm. But um, and that's why we do the documentaries now, and we do the, the YouTube, and we do the different YouTube channels to try and mm. do it in loads of different ways. Yes. Yeah. Do you but, ever, sorry? Okay, let's talk YouTube then, right? So when, how did you, so you know you all went into separate paths in life? Obviously, yeah. you know you were a competitive basketballer. Everyone else went different ways. How did you all come together and start this kind of? YouTube channel as a whole and okay it's a long it's a long journey from basketball yeah. to thing do you want me to try and fit it in or I mean yeah let's people want to know so let's do it. Yeah. okay so I was playing basketball competitively oh. the goal was to be in the NBA like that was like my world's yeah, strongest yeah, yeah. man like this is where I want to get mm. to um, I genuinely believed I could right. and so I, I was training like eight hours a day like just whatever it was if I was uh, stretching uh, in the gym lifting mm. or do two or three basketball sessions a day as well and like I was like trying to master basketball but in hindsight I probably didn't have the ability but I, I, I was still pursuing that goal so that it was really good because my coach he was a bit of a hard nose and he created he was also like another person who like developed yeah, yeah. especially my mentality um, just like pushed me beyond what I was supposed to do and I right. kind I, I enjoyed being like taken to those limits um, and then that had multiple injuries and the worst worst of all was I broke my ankle uh, but like almost snapped the ankle Whoa. off like it was fully dislocated and the bone was like pushing through the skin it was really bad I was I was a big lad at the time but yeah. um, but anyway so I kind of stopped basketball mm. and it was all about being basketball wasn't 
it wasn't like that burning passion in me. Right. It was a goal that I really, really, really wanted to achieve. Like it was more the idea of success that mm. was mm. attractive to me. So I made the decision that I need to find something that I can put the same energy into that gives me a better chance of success. Mm. Um, I'd constantly battled with like knee injuries and stuff like that. So I, like I decided to go into business. Um, so then I opened a, well, I wanted to open a women's gym. Don't ask me what, it was a bit of a random thing, but I wanted well, you to- didn't be honest, <laughs> You kept this a secret too. Oh, I think that's our next yeah. business yeah. proposal. <laughs> so, Sorry, uh, I wanted to open a women's gym. Um, Naughty. So, uh, my my girlfriend, she ran a, she was a manager at a women's gym. So mm. like it, it, it made it like a bit more yeah. possible for me. Yeah. And I'd always wanted to own a business, like bricks and mortar business. Right, so okay. uh, I was like inspired by a lot of these business guys at a young age. So I was doing that, but at the same time I was working as a laborer on the van. So I was, I was, it was like 40 pound a day. I get picked up, it was like 12 hour shifts, really stupid kind of work for not much money. Um, but, I, d I never thought I was above that, so I was I was happy working in those kind of environments, and um, just on that one, like we would go out in the morning, and I'd get in a van with a, with a guy. I won't say his name, but we used to get in a van with a guy, with a guy, and we'd drive at like six a.m. to the local car wash, and you could pick up um, immigrants who wanted to get work, oh, and they'd get paid the same amount of money as me. So I was on the vans with, with these guys. And uh, so that, you know, like there was a, that was kind of the level of work I was at in my head. Like I, I thought like, this is what I'm capable of at the moment. Yeah. So like for me, I needed to make this massive jump from that to this. So I was doing that and I was also running eBay as well. So I had an eBay shop in, in the house. Okay. So I was doing all these things together. Um, and then, and I was, I was quite ill from like the stress mm. it was causing and how much work I was putting right, in. Right, it was right. like, it was a lot. So. But it, it'd gone on for about three or four years, and then, um, and that the, the the part of the story where it all changed for me is my son died. So so Tash was pregnant, and um, it was she was thirty six weeks pregnant. So just about to deliver. Right. Um, you know, went for the baby scans. Jacob was absolutely fine, just about ready to be delivered, and then there wasn't much movement. We went back, and he passed away. Mm. Um, so then he was born the next day and it just changed my life, like mm. completely changed everything. And I remember it, it all happened so perfectly in terms of, not Jacob dying, but mm. in terms of finding what I wanted in life in, uh, for a career. So Jacob died and had this business, was really struggling with the business, um, the women's gym, was still working on the vans um, and still ran the eBay and I was like making ends meet with credit cards and everything. Like it was really like making sure people still had the jobs to do. And then Jacob died. I was like, why am I doing this? Mm. Like there must be, there's gotta be something else out there for me that I can really input energy and help people. And that, that became quickly the thing is like, doing a women's gym that I'm not passionate about is not helping people like mm. in the way I want to help people. What I wanted was a Bentley. So mm. I was like running this gym to get a nice car. Mm. It wasn't a passion, I did, you know. Mm. So then when my brother Luke had had the YouTube channel for a couple of years and it was it was doing well, it had like, at the time, like I think it was like 20,000 subscribers. Mm. It was, but that was a lot at the time. Mm. Like, you know, to have that many subscribers at the time was like a big deal. Um, and he came up to me and he'd been helping me do some leaflet dropping around the local area for my gym. And this, so just after Jacob died, he was like, do you, would you ever consider doing um, inspirational videos and as kids we'd loved filmmaking right. and it snapped straight away I was like 100% and I, I, we didn't I, I don't know how we arranged it but it was like just make me a video and I'll upload it onto the channel whatever the channel the video earns you can have it right. the, the revenue from it and we'll just do it we'll just go do like going forward right. and I made a video and he was like it's trash made another video it was a trash made another video it was <laughs> trash and made another video it was like okay I'll upload it he uploaded it I think it got like $70 or something. Uh -huh. And I was, I was like, if I make this many videos, I'd be paying for my wages. And I was, I was he was like, yeah, he says you can do that. I was like, I, I quit. So Jeez. I quit everything, stopped work, um, sold the business up, um, got rid of all my eBay stock. And I, and I went full time that month. Uh, so $75 the first month, I think it was like $100 the next month. And Tasha was like, this is the worst decision you've ever made. Like, obviously it was a really bad time as really? well, but I was loving it. Cause yeah, I was getting yeah, these yeah. messages like, this video helped me. So I was, it was enough. Um, and then the third month, like 
I discovered something with a YouTube algorithm and I said to Luke, like, we've got to do this. Like, mm. we need to create videos in this way. And he's like, okay, we'll give it a go. And like, nice. it's fucking blew up. The whole channel blew up. And wow. then all the other channels popped off. And that was kind of the beginning of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long story to get there. But yeah, yeah that's, well, that's, that's how I got started itself, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Do you think like, you doing those videos was part of your, like, dealing with the grief? 100%. Yeah, that helped you? So in, in two ways, like, the the videos really helped me, uh, but I don't know if it's negative or positive, but one of the biggest things is that I just became obsessed with being the best, mm. like, and, and having just the sickest work ethic. Like, it, need, like, it needs to be, like, almost painful. <clears throat> like, I, like, I wanna be so tired and, like, hurt at the end of the day mm. that it doesn't allow that yeah. other pain to come out. I know you've spoke about yeah. it with, with your mum as well, mm. is that, and it's like doing that, almost like you're, you're controlling the pain that's hurting you. Mm. So you can kind of, that, cause that, that pain of losing mm. somebody is so, it's, ah, it's horrible. Yeah, like to, yeah. to, and to let that in. And I, I do believe you have to let it in every so often and, and, and feel it. But mm. the pain of doing, you know, like for you guys working out and mm. like, it's, it's painful, but it's manageable. It's mm. something that you can, you're controlling yourself. So like for me, like working long hours and, getting up early in the morning is really easy mm. in comparison to try and deal with grief. Yeah. So like, mm. I, and I still do it to this day. Like yeah. I still, I'm still have this work ethic because I'm managing, I'm still managing this pain. Like yeah. I'm still managing it, but I see it as a positive now. Like I see, I see that it's, it's so that, yeah, there's the two ways. And then I'd, I'd listen to the videos and the messages and it helped me. That's class, so, Yeah, it was good. It helped me loads of people around the world as well, which is Appreciate a, a bonus. And it, and it came from your mum as well, you know, that work yeah. ethic, you know, mm. you know, it's because your mum's done it, it's also then, it's like a, an okay, you know, it's it's okay to do that because you've seen your mum do yeah. that for so many years. But it's it's funny, my mum, my mum's first son was stillborn as well. Really? My mum went through the same thing and wow. it's like, I spoke about it, like maybe it's a family curse. My mum's mum's first son was also a stillborn. Wow. So it's like th three generations of it, mm. of the first son. And it was, it was the first son in my, in my family as well. And uh, so she went through it. So like, I do think back now, like maybe that's why my mum had such a sickening work at work ethic, yeah, you know, yeah. like similar sort of situation. Yeah. Well, the exact same situation. Definitely, man. When you go through that trauma, you, mm. you do, like initially, I think you do so much to keep away from it. Yeah. Just to lock it up, don't you? It's just, it's just there. And like you say, you're going through, you're doing anything you can. You're getting up early, you're going yeah. to bed late. You don't want to have that alone time to even don't want yeah you don't want your mind to settle on it yeah. it's like now like i do like i'm i'm I just i mean me and you talk quite a bit like mm. the griefs hit me quite bad recently mm. and it's been five or six years now mm. so but uh so and i and i think now like doing like working with a, a psychologist and a therapist is mm. like i need to kind of embrace some of that feeling and that pain mm. Um, to try and recover and mm. like let the I think we we talk about it in therapy is like letting like release of the valve a little bit mm -hmm. just so the pressure's not too much. Um, but yeah, I do I do see the other side of it as a big win mm. in some ways. Like I I don't I wouldn't there's a massive combination throughout my life to be like competitive and have that hard working ethic. But at 22 years old losing my son because like, you know mm. early ages like, it shaped my mind in, mm. in a way that's just never gonna go back anymore mm. so uh, and I think with grief especially people have you have there's two ways I, th I think people go through it and it's like you become you can become a victim to it mm -hmm. and it can really damage who you are and and you know it's sort of like losing someone's just such a horrible thing um, but if you can get past it and get onto the other side. There's mm. just such massive growth from that in your character uh, that it's not like a silver line. It's really hard to talk about because people are like, oh, you just don't want to lose somebody. Mm. But it is It is such a, and it can be great for the world as mm. well and oh, help definitely. a lot of other people. Yeah, because without, you know, your son, unfortunately yeah. dying, you know, you wouldn't have then gone no, on to true. do what yeah. you've done. Yeah, and you would be sitting people. here and having yeah. yeah, I, I see it that way, yeah. yeah, I do see it that way. I say that with Jacob is like it has to his death it can't be in vain yeah, like it has to mean something so like the next right now the biggest one and it's like this this could kill me this could try to do this with is like I want to get the BAFTA mm. you know I want to hold that BAFTA on stage and it's it's for him yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's similar how you made the promise Tom like mm. for me like I've made a 
a promise with Jacob, but or, or almost a promise with myself that his name, he, he, him and his name and, mm. and his death will not be in vain. Like it will, mm. you know, I want to move, it doesn't do anything, but I want to move the world for him. Like if yeah, I can, yeah, I want to yeah. change the world if, if possible so that it wasn't in vain, yeah. It's mad thinking like going from, you know, being the 40 pound a day in the, in the van yeah. to holding the bathroom, you know, because of Jacob, because of y yeah, that's your inspiration, yeah. you know, that's, Jake inspired you changing yourself mm. to amount to what you are now. And yeah, that's the go yeah. I'd look yeah, I'd not thought of it like that, but like yeah, it is. Like, without Jacob dying, there's I wouldn't uh, I definitely wouldn't have made that progress. Mm. And yeah, on forty pound a day on the vans, I remember I sat on those vans and I was like, I had the inspiration, the motivation. I'd listened to motivational videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be something so yeah. badly, and I was trying, mm. but there just so something wasn't clicking. I remember thinking to myself, and a lot of people must feel like this: is like, is this it? Mm. Like, is this is this it? Mm. And I don't think you don't need to go through trauma to be able to push through but you've got to put yourself in some sort of tough situation. Yeah. Um, 100%. Right. Yeah. And then, so you were chatting a little bit about like when you were younger, it was like a 10,000 pound or 10 million pound check. You wanted a baby, yeah. you wanted all this. Yeah. Like, I, I don't mean that a bad way, like material things. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. And everything else like that. But now, like the first time I think when, when we met you, you turned up like old pair of jogging boxes, yeah, like yeah. dirty shoes. <laughs> there was nothing materialistic about you. Yeah. A real filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why we get on so well. Yeah. Because we're both that way. Like, yeah, it's nice to have nice things, but I think your mindset's changed now as well. It's not, yeah. okay, it's nice to have whatever, but that's not your passion now. No, so yeah, so this is the difference is now the passion is to be the best filmmaker in the world. Mm, like, mm. I, I, that's, that is my goal. Yeah. Um, and, I'm in in doing that. Like I want to inspire change. So if I if I if I was aiming towards a car, when I get a car, it's you fall from great heights. I've done I've done this myself. Mm. I've, I've bought my dream car. I've sat. I've, I've dri drove the dream the the Tesla outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I drove that home, that's my dream car. When I drove that home, I thought, what have I done? Like why have I done this? <laughs> and it's like I I convinced myself, and I still do that. It's Good for business. It's you know it's good good public image. It's a big car. I can kit all my, move all my gear around. It's, yeah. it's electric. So it's <laughs> I mean yeah, but it, it's good. Like but I remember driving back thinking that's not done anything. No. Like, that's not fulfilled anything. Um, so yeah. so now it is. But if I get a comment on a YouTube video, and we've had this a lot recently with some of the projects we've been doing, like mm. this helped me. Like I can't believe this. Or someone just buys a T-shirt. When someone bought a T-shirt, it's yeah. like you're going. You're basically saying that I support what you're doing. Mm. Like that's to me like that's yeah. everything. I'd swap that for the car. Yeah. You know, yeah. instantly. Um, but the the materialism comes from my dad. So. Right. My, and I don't I don't say it in a bad way because I think the combination of my mum and my dad made a per, like this perfect situation mm. for me. But my my dad, he, he wasn't in our lives. But if he it was like little drips and drabs. If he was in my life, mm. he'd be there with like fifty k cash. Right. So he was, a, he was a businessman and a dodgy guy. Right. So he would drive nice cars uh -huh. and have lots of cash. Okay. Now we didn't get to see any of it. Right. But like in in terms of like here, take some of that, buy buy yourself something. It, but it. I remember one time he came to the house and we, this ha like the, to this, the it's a nice house but this it's a it's a small house semi detached you know like plaster falling off the wall hadn't been decorated, right. um, and he comes in and this tiny little kitchen table just before we was about to have dinner and he gets his carrier bag he dumps it on the table and it's just full of money like there's cash everywhere, and he's like look at that look at all that money and I'm like looking like fucking hell and he goes shoves it back in the bag, and just goes off and like he had no. There's no awareness for him. He wasn't doing it for any reason, but it started to really spark stuff in my mind. Like it felt almost so attainable to me. Mm. I could have that that amount of money. Right. Um, and he used to talk about like nice cars. He used to have a nice car, and so like as a kid, we always used to talk about I'm gonna have a mansion. Uh, and my dad would come around and be like, "We'll put a pool here." It's just not, yeah, yeah. absolute not. Like we'll put a pool here. We will dig a pool out here for you guys. And we'll <laughs> a barbecue area here, and it's like he's looking at like mud. <laughs> in the we're in the middle of a council estate yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no need for a pool to be put in MTV clubs yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. and it was like that and yeah. uh, so I, I still do have that yeah, yeah. aspiration for like I mean I say, say like we want to buy a, a warehouse a, a Mullingborough studio in the states mm. and we want to be worldwide and global so I want that to be nice and I mm. want it but if I lose my material goods I'm happy mm. if I can still make my videos and yeah. I can still help inspire people. I'm genuinely happy. Yeah. As, so it's like, yeah, the got. I think as well is when I flick that switch 
from the goal was no longer money. Yeah. In a funny way, it happened. Yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. strange. Like when you stop focusing on it in some ways, mm. it started to flow a lot easier. Definitely. Um, but your goal cannot be cash. Mm. It can be. It can be a product of what you're trying to achieve, but it can't be cash. Like yeah. it just. It just makes it so difficult. There's no longevity in it. Yeah, you know, like, it's just not going to happen. Man. You can have ten grand. You can spend it like that. Exactly, you can have a million yeah. pounds. Spend it like that. It doesn't. And what's the difference when you start to get to like what's the difference between five million and ten million? Yeah. Like it, it starts. I know it's double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it starts to like it starts to diminish that you know level of success. A hundred million versus five hundred million is like yeah. what are you going to do unless you're doing? But if your goal was to do great things, then the hundred million to the five hundred million is really important. Like there's a there's a big reason, but the factor. The driving factor was that you were trying to do good things yeah. versus make an extra four hundred million. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what can you do with cash? All you can do is burn up hole in your pocket. Yeah. And you're yeah. like you're buying you're buying it's like, you're just buying for the sake of it, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's I was thinking yes a couple of days ago about it, like all I'm doing is like I'm giving my cash for something else that's just basically cash. Yeah, it's yeah, the same. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm not any better really it's mm. just okay we need to have things and stuff like you say to do business and all the rest of it but yeah I think if your main goal is just to be a multi-millionaire mm. it's quite a lonely place and quite a yeah it can be quite toxic um, yeah man, I, I don't um, but see what you're I, I've always wondered with your inspire change that's your motto your mantra whatever do you feel pressure to do that like to like because I know the the people up here in mm. the Highlands now since you've come up, they've really bought into it and they love your videos and it's like that inspired change. People really grabbed it. Mm. Like it must. I I would feel a bit of pressure. Like I'm this guy that that says inspire change. I've got to live by it. I've got to do it. You know. So if you're having a bad day, you're like, oh, I just want to go out in the bevy or want to yeah. go and do whatever. Like I, you know, I lead my. I, I do live my lifestyle fairly to the point where I'm like I'm happy for someone to have an intimate look into that mm, and like mm. and they could pick apart like well what was this when you did this that wasn't inspiring change mm. or what I'm fairly confident that majority of my time I, I spend it like leading the way I like leading by example mm. um, but there are moments like so, so context is a big thing so I think it's good to talk about certain things like if I like over this Christmas period like there was a point where the grief really hit me and I was I was in bed all day crying, mm. like it abs- and it ruined me. Mm. And it's like, but I'm happy to talk about that. I'm yeah. happy to say to people, like, you know, you're gonna have these moments, and it, it does happen. Mm. Um, I think the pressure comes in when it's like the the business element of it is the YouTube, and we ha- we have quite a few YouTube channels, mm. and all of them are, are really successful, and all of them inspire change. So there's no pressure for me right now because the team's smashing it. It's going well. When when shit starts to hit the fan a little bit, that's when it gets a little bit more like we need to pull this off. Mm. Um, but it always works out. Like it, it always seems like as long as you put the effort back in, it always seems to work out. Um, but now like we put pressure on ourselves. We're doing a documentary, so that like, mm. the next thing is to pull off this thing of being one of the biggest documentary producers in the world. Mm. So th- I would say that's where I, I like having that pressure on ourselves. Um, but yeah. I, I don't want to let anyone down yeah. you know like it's the biggest thing is to is to make sure we're do, delivering these but I always I, I try and break it down to the simplest fo- forms like right can you shoot a shot yeah you can shoot a shot mm. if if I can't edit it and my team can't edit it could I hire an editor yeah I can hire an editor mm. have I got enough funds to finish the projects that are in front of me yeah I can do that so like I'm I'm setting myself up for success mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, it's almost like I can't fail because I'm, I'm putting these things in place um so yeah, the the pressure would be I think when we release this film is like mm. how well is it going to be received? Yeah. Um, but like I think I can watch it and go that's going to help inspire people. If, mm. it's, if it's net good, then I'm happy. Um, obviously, I want to keep you guys happy as well. But like th- I think the way I live with myself is if I go if it was net good for the world, that's that was mm. fine, and that's that's all I can do. Do my best, mm. and yeah. I think uh, yeah, we do we we do a good job at the moment. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. One of your best, one of my favorite videos of you was when you paid off your mum's mortgage. That was like COVID. That's what I was buying yeah. you off doing it for dad. But then mm. you know, obviously, saying about your mum when you're younger, then giving her back saying she must have been well. You could see it in the video, so relieved. And again, that's giving back to someone that's been there your whole life. So that must have been for you guys as well. 
yeah. really special I think so. it was unbelievable yeah. I think again it was, we were, it was quite a fast paced part of, the, of our life I think we'd just come back from Worlds actually mm. it wasn't long after Worlds yeah, so like we were just getting all the edits sorted mm. that was like a that was perfect because that felt like a success as well that we'd Cho- like chose you guys and yeah. that had come off well so then was really happy about that um, the YouTube channel was doing really well and like so we we had these documents I'd already set it up to pay my mum's mortgage off when we, when we did it and it was a goal of ours all along and uh, and it was kind of I don't know like lost a little bit right. and like I remember just this New Year's and like when I've been around my mum's and she's there and the house is paid off She's got yeah. no bills to worry about. The house is paid off. She's getting a new kitchen fitted now. Oh, and like nice, all these nice things. Nice. It's like, <laughs> it hit me. I was like, fucking hell. Like how, how did we, that's when it's like, how do we go from the 40 pounds to being able to pay mm, yeah, Like yeah. A dr- literally a dream. And I get, like for my mom, we, you know, it was always the goal. Like yeah. there wasn't even, I don't, it wasn't like one day I'll pay a mortgage off. It was kind of like, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, my dad had kind of, screwed my mum over with the house so she was left with this massive mortgage to pay right. um, and she just would never I remember her saying one time I was like in six years time I've got to pay 130 grand or something to save the house like, I'm just not going to be able to do it um, so it, it just ha- when it happened yeah it just it was it's just mental now, now thinking about it like and there's been a bit of time it's nuts like yeah. it is mental I'm so privileged to have been in a position to be able to do that and it was me, me myself Luke and William who we all came together and put, put our own money into it to do it um, yeah and, I, and I, I feel blessed and fortunate yeah, to be able to do it I don't feel like I don't, there's not much of an ego about it because it's like she did it anyway yeah, yeah. you know like it's, it, I said that to her it's like it's only because of you yeah, yeah. like we owe you a lot more than this so I've promised her a Purple Tesla and, uh, and, a, and a mansion. So yeah, if she wants, if she's not for, she'd live in a shed. But you know, yeah. it's nice if we could provide something else. But yeah, it's just unbelievable. It's yeah, so yeah giving back like that's really good, isn't it? So it's just endless. So that kind of that feeling, you know, because it's your mum. Right? Yeah, it's like you love her unconditionally. She's been there from day one. Like you said, she never slept because she gave you up. Mm her bed for you guys it's mental yeah you know, it was that that happened with um, when Jacob died I was they took Tash away and they turned the lights off and it was really horrendous like I'd just just seen Jacob held Jacob and next door there was a someone giving birth and they were all celebrating oh. and I'm sat in this room with my head in my hands and I don't know how she came I can't even remember speaking to her mm. but within about 10 minutes it felt like forever but within 10 minutes my mum was there and you know because my mum had been through it she knew exactly what to say she knew exactly how to get me through the the Mm. situation and she's she's done that for every single one of us like you know I don't think any of my brothers or sisters feel neglected by my mum she's somehow managed to make everybody feel that they were the one (laughs) special Um, so yeah like I I mean again similar to with Jacob like I could try and move the world for my mum it still wouldn't be enough like I don't know what I could do to repay the the debt, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's um, that that debt that we were, you know, in debt to our parents. Mm. In debt for life, aren't you? Oh, jeez, <laughs> yeah. but you just want like now you just want your mum to be happy. I yeah. never want anything. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I've been able to be in that position now. It, it must be so nice, and even for your mum, you know, seeing how yeah, successful and, and you know you guys are, she must be so proud, man. It's it's. Uh, I think it's class. Even coming to her coming to the Giants live and you know, yeah, enjoying herself. That, right? yeah. it's, it's nice being able to do stuff like that, you know, and taking her to treats like that. And She's massive yeah. fans of you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's cute, man. She's uh, yeah, it was nice. It was um, yeah. I, I remember the Glasgow Giants live when I ran up and saw them, and yeah, that was that was so cool seeing them. It was uh, it was nice. So so now with the business, you've just become kind of the head guy of the yeah. Mulligan brothers so to speak You're yeah so like we, we we rearranged the company recently so I've become CEO to to help lead the company yep. it, it's it's kind of the role that I'd always taken with the company mm, anyway mm, mm. Um, and like shout out to Luke and Will like for trusting me on the on those kind of moves and I think it's just through effort of like me focus on those those aspects mm. Luke and Will really focus on the editing and getting mm. the, the product done and with with the company 
it's Luke owns a third, William owns a third, I own a third, yeah. and we all have equal share mm. and equal say in what, what happens in the company. Mm. But I think they just give me a little bit more leeway with the business side of things and la- allow me to sort of lead a little bit more, mm. um, which has been amazing. Like yeah. it has been so, like, this last four or five months have been a lot easier for me because yeah. I can just make those decisions a little bit quicker. Um, but yeah, so that's so that's what I'm kind of doing at the moment. Um, and yeah, the biggest focus is the documentaries, like, yeah. and and that's for all three of us. Like, just is I think that's the thing is that, and I, you guys have done the same. Is once you've kind of conquered something, mm. and like YouTube, YouTube can never be conquered. Like, mm. we know there's le- massive levels to it, but we feel like we've reached this level of success we're happy with, and we'll mm. try and grow it. But it's not got that exponential growth anymore. Yeah, it's time to do something scarier. And mm. like, and we yeah. was talking about it actually yesterday. Is like, you can you can get up to 10 million pound business and then you can you can sit on that business and start to be mm. secure and defensive yeah but that's not going to lead to the growth mm. that got you to the 10 million pound mm. business and mm. and those kind of levels so then it's time to go well how do i exponentially grow from this point on mm. so for us the documentaries is where it's at the film industry um and it's a i would say if it doesn't give you anxiety and scare you then it's probably not a big enough goal like yeah. you, it, it should be a little bit should be a bit timid about it and yeah. it should be a little bit scary. I mean, so. some of the stuff you've gone through to, to film this, I mean, when you went to Mexico before, <laughs> I was, that was one of the scary, I was like, what's he doing? I mean, like me and Luke, don't even get to the final that year, you're, you've wasted your time, but that was... Drinking a beer with some random Mexican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was good, I had good fun, man. <laughs> Swimming with alligators and, uh, what was his name? Pe- you could, you Pedro. You just chilled in the hotel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all-inclusive resort just chilling like oh, I'm going to go yeah. swim with alligators yeah, there's camera in his hand on his Instagram yeah. stories everything. I actually didn't realise that Cancun is supposed to be quite a dangerous off resort so I was probably yeah. and I'm walking around with my red cameras probably a bit stupid of myself but yeah yeah I think I've heard the safest <laughs> yeah, yeah. sorry yeah. Cancun I'm sure it's but it was again it's yeah. like we said um, like th- that there was a, a slim opportunity to get out to Worlds mm. and it's like that's how committed I want to be to mm. To, well that's how committed I am is like I'm going to risk I'll risk doing that mm. with a slim chance of getting to world it's like, it almost didn't happen yeah, as well yeah. like on the, in Mexico where I got rejected by the US government the first time trying to get out to <sighs> Sacramento and then the next day and I'm so pleased that I, that it happened wow. it was like a perfect kind of t- yeah. storytelling it happened fast as well because we was I was yeah. up here wasn't I when I think it was Big Loz yeah, and, and Liz yeah. had messaged you saying mm. if you go to Mexico for two weeks you can get out yeah. and, I, and I think there was I had to fly the next day yeah, to, right. to meet the two week window so it was like it was we drove straight back down got my bags packed jumped in uh, on the plane and flew out here yeah to, and then, well, to Mexico and Big Rudy he came on board Rory came on uh, yeah yeah so that was and that again another like stars aligning with Rory mad um, so Rory did a project with you guys yeah. a few years back and yeah. then he was in like an hour's drive living in LA becoming a filmmaker like yeah. it just it was mental it yeah. worked in perfectly everything didn't it I mean it was yeah. hard for us for a better kind of first documentary yeah. kind of Meant story to be, time don't, see, see in hindsight it would have been good to have a camera on you filming it like, <laughs> behind the scenes like this is what I've got to do like Jordan why are you swimming in an, an alligator or whatever <laughs> I'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's been been a, a mad like it's journey. Been quick. It's, you look back at it. It's mm. been it's all gone. A lot of miles per hour. And, yeah. You know, we, before we've achieved, we've achieved a lot. You achieved a lot. And I think it's yeah. It's been been fun, hasn't it? Very very fun. Well, I mean, we, like about we do bounce off each other. Mm. When we first came up, there was the tiniest little shelf in the gym. Now yeah. the gym wasn't even built, mm. oh, yeah. and it was like maybe like 50 t-shirts stacked yeah. up and it's like and now sitting in this building mm. with the merchandise it's just like I, I get like massive fulfillment coming up here and seeing you guys train and run the mm. business and stuff like it just inspires the shit out of us mm. and the whole the whole company like I'll go back and I'll say look this is what they're doing <laughs> like if, they're, if they've done that in this period of time we can do that in this period of time it's like, so those achievements and like mm. we talk, what was it exposure yeah. exposure to someone else's success and exposure to what they're doing and the level mm. that they're doing at um, it's class it's, it's better right back at you because I mean like you say when, when you first came up we didn't really have anything say when it was just kind of quite sporadic with us then we're talking to you about it and you're like like 
just go for it, you know, that growth will be experiential and it'll just, it'll happen. So then, thankfully, Simon came on board, he agreed um, to pay him about a million pounds a year. <laughs> <laughs> and then, that, like, so your Inspire Change, like, that's the reason why we are where we are, you know. And right, that's, if you didn't tell us, we'd have probably just kept Simon part-time for a, a long time, huh? Yeah. I mean... Oh, it's like a domino effect, you know. Mm. We'll listen to you, then speak to Simon. Simon's, you know, got the job nailed, and then it's just, it just mm. everything falls into place. But like you said, you know, you have to have that that risk factor. You know, yeah. you've got a ten million pound business. It's just going there. You're not really growing, but then that same risk factor when you gave up your job at forty pound a day, mm. it's still the same. You yeah, know, it's yeah, just, yeah. Okay, the, the money's. But if you take the money away. The risk is still the same. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. going, you're going all in. So, I think that's that's mad. You know, that's something. Again, I'm buzzing about because I'm like, yeah, what, what is the risk? Okay, we can lose it all, but we've done it, done it before. We can do it again. Do it again, yeah. That's what you say, yeah. yeah so just as exciting to do it all over again, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might not be, it might not work, but we just keep trying, keep trying, and you know, I think we're both very aligned. We all are, you know. With with each other, you know mm. that kind of that drive, that passion, that wanting to help people, and yeah. I think it's um, we're on the same mindset. I said money's not our biggest motivation. It's yeah, doing what we love is, and we putting everything into it, and that's yeah. what makes it easier. You know, like mm. filming, strong on business. That's what everyone thrives off, and that you know, they can see that we thrive off mm. it. You guys thrive off filmmaking. Yeah. If it was money, you'd sit back and go, yeah, "I'm not exactly. putting, I'm not doing this." You know, and I'm not going to go do, yeah. risk mm. going to Mexico, and you know, they can just do it themselves and stuff you know yeah so well, I, I think the pursuit of it is the biggest thing like mm. the journey like mm. that's what that's what makes you happy Jeez, yeah. but um i think uh yeah i think all of us are like that and it's like the the money isn't a factor it's some some people it is like mm. some people are happy to rest on that and and to have that but I, I actually think i think all of us here like like including william and luke as well mm. is like adversity is one of them things that like I actually seek almost. Yeah, now. yeah definitely, like, definitely. It's it's easy. When, when I say it's easy, but when you're starting, adversity is genuine. Like you, mm. yeah, you're genuinely facing like starting strongman for the first time, going to a competition, like the nerves that you're gonna have, um, not being as strong as you want to be. Like mm. same with business, like all these things you don't know, and you have to find out. Like they're they're there, they're laid out. But when you get to a certain level of success, then you need to start seeking mm. adversity and finding it, in it. and that's. I think that's where it's difficult because then it is like, do I want to risk? Uh, you know, there's a, there's a price to pay. Like, do I want to risk it? Um, I think, I mean, you two especially stay in the mindset of all day long. Like, we're mm. going to keep putting it, put a name on the line, put ourselves on the line. Mm. Um, and we're yeah. motivated to build a legacy, aren't we? So exactly. Yeah. And you want to keep going until. And you've done a good job though so uh, far. <laughs> it's not yeah. gone bad, but like some people say, right the the signs in your town now have your name That's on it. That's a legacy, they say. But yeah, let's go more. sit down and, you know, wow. we, we're, we're all right now, we've finished it. But it's like... Wow. You want those signs all over the world. That's what you want. Yeah, you just keep raising the stuff, ball. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then again, like you said, you know, that exposure to success. Mm. Like, you look at, like, Gymshark or yeah. Amazon. You know, all these massive companies. Like, we're literally... And same with you guys, we're just scratching the surface. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's why it's so important to have that exposure. And it was one of your videos that you were talking about, and that really stuck with me. Mm. Um, well, ben Francis' video was a very motivational mm. one. Yeah, yeah. He, it, th that, that whole visit really helped us, because mm. it was like, we... So we had the, the Mulligan studio, and I remember when we bought it, it was like, in a prime location, like in terms of Nottingham City Centre like everyone who I know and my family knows drives that route right, past okay. the building it's on the main road of Nottingham right. so like they're going to and I was really proud that everyone's going to be driving past Mulligan and they're going to know that yep. that's us and we've made it and it says Mulligan Brothers on the building it's like the biggest colourful building yeah, in, yeah. in the city so everyone can see it <laughs> and I remember thinking at one point I was, I was like yeah we've done it we did it and then I went to Ben Francis and I was like nah mate you're fucking <laughs> no way you, you're like a shrimp yeah. like, you know <laughs> And it's it's taking it to these next levels, and I th that's one thing I think is really good is if if your goal is Gymshark, mm. then there's so much room for growth. Mm -hmm. I if I come in on merchandise and I say, and this is no, nothing against you guys, if my, if I come in, and my goal is to be the Stoltman brothers, which it is, mm. I'm going to fall from them heights. I'm not going to if that's my my, yeah, my ceiling. If my ceiling was Gymshark, like it is for you guys. I'd probably have more growth. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. And it's. I think if you can surround yourself with 
those kind of people who or, or that kind of exposure mm. um you you take your perception of what you're trying to achieve changes so drastically Back time, man. It's, yeah uh, it's those heights just dizzy man it's uh it's uh, yeah, it's mad. And to get there, you know, you need that team. You know, it's not yeah, just yeah, you yeah. that you can do that. Oh yeah. You can guide it, but like since we've started working together, your business, the employees have grown mm. quite a lot. I want I just want more. Yeah. I, I know, like when you get that right employee and we've got a great team building yeah. right now, um yeah, it just changes it. I always say I say I need to find a Simon. Like I do. <laughs> I'm always saying I need to find Everyone a Simon. Everyone wants a Simon. Everyone you know? wants a Simon in their life. Yeah. So We've got like, the original, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like people are running and all come back. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's finding people who are passionate about what they're doing mm. and who've got that kind of uh, ingenuity and like willing to like free think for themselves yeah. and just get the job done. Yeah. And I used, I did genuinely used to think about like on my own back self-made like when I ran the gym I was like self-made get yeah. it on you can do this all yourself it's like the moment you start introducing people it's yeah. like it starts to be like magic yeah. like, what a sec like I don't have to do that anymore yeah. like, this guy's going to do it and do a better job it's mad yeah it's crazy but then it, it comes from youth or you have to have that that way about you you know to inspire people yeah. and to like show them your vision like what is your vision if your vision is like when Simon came on for us at, at the time it was just the office and the gym and it's like there has to be more mm. you know so you've got to have that like three year goal whatever. yeah yeah um, and that's what you're saying about going out to LA that's yeah that sounds exciting for you know going to LA and yeah. then doing that and you know so it's it all not just st starts with you but obviously with the, the team like with Luke um, William yourself and I think that's what's great is because we've seen that firsthand mm. because when you come up it's like we see your studio like, mm. fuck that's class man right we need to get something and then our vision grows and then we watch your motivational videos then it grows even more and so, uh, Jordan so we thrive off each other don't you mm. and yeah I, and we'll be as successful as each other that's 100% and like yeah. I, I do I do believe that like if we buy a place in LA like in some ways I'm, I do I do that to compete almost with you two yeah. like in the, in the in the friendliest way yeah, possible yeah, course, so I want you two to go fucking bastard like yeah. oh sh I'm not allowed to swear am I on it or you can or you can be buzzing for you as well because it's like yeah and, but, oh, like and exa exactly but I I know that'll push you you're the type of people yeah. that are gonna yeah strive like, one go, step hold up, on a man. second if George's done it yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a bigger one yeah. <laughs> and it is like that it's yeah. like so yeah I, and I I think I I come here and I, every single time I come here now I walk into the merchandise mm. and I go right how am I how am I going to get here uh. like, how am I going to do this and like in in some ways I'm like I want to get as big as this like I want to get to these levels as well mm. um, so there is it for me especially like I, I put some sort of competitiveness on it in a way mm. and like and it's it's knowing where to do that as well like I don't go into the gym when you're log lifting and <laughs> you're doing stones and go oh man I need to get up to this level uh, like it just that's you know it's not I my mean, my geez, my from the goals. first first YouTube video we did with you and Stroman to now you're nearly at that level <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, there's a new king of stones yeah. I know it's like taking over the business taking over the gym yeah <laughs> but that's even your merchandise even like you know you, you, you weren't as big in merchandise mm, before you see now you're yeah. like growing the t-shirts are really nice to t-shirts you know your merchandise stuff's doing good and it's cool just to have those wee sayings on it as well and yeah. you know I like the t-shirts and I think a lot of people are liking them as well and it was thanks growing to you the guys, t-shirts. Yeah, that's exactly, what I'm saying yeah. and it's like thanks to you as well we built the YouTube we're helping you build the merchandise so like I said we thrive off each mm -hmm. other which is the best thing you can do, you know. Be class one day if we both had like a place out in America next yeah. door to each other. Yeah, we good. And then like Stoltman and just, Milligan just keeps growing another yeah. way. Another <laughs> way another We'd way be the right. skyline of America. Yeah, like <laughs> 40, 40 floor building or whatever. And take it to yeah. Dubai and it all emptied. Yeah. Yeah. There's no one there, but it's just a little bit bigger than yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, yeah, man. It's um, it's it's amazing to see the possibilities, and um, we're just. Yeah, super excited for the documentary. I'm yeah, looking really forward to this documentary, especially how everything's happened in it, you know, yeah. like, I mean, perfect with the World Straws Man and everything like that as well, and to tell the story, it's going to be mm. cool. I mean, I think a lot of people are excited. Yeah, I, I hope so. The documentary is like, um, well, it, we, it's in the edit now, mm. but the story is, I mean, the story's happened, mm. but the way in which we're going to deliver that, I'm so excited for people to see, and, and I think, 
I, I think because you're on YouTube and Instagram, people go, oh, I know what I know what's happened. They see they see World's Strongest Mind. I know what's happened. It's like there's so much stuff that they just mm. do not know what's going on in the background. It's like when we captured that, like mm. you know, I think. At, at the moment, we're still filming, mm. um, but the the pr the main filming for the for the, the first docs done. It's like we was up here like I think it was like a week of every month we would come up, mm. so that like we captured a quarter of and we'd film everything, which was stupid because it's taken a long time to edit. But <laughs> we'd film everything. Yeah. And it's like we captured all those moments, and you know, there's some really interesting stuff. I just I don't think people under like know what's happened in your guys' lives and like the way your heads are working and stuff. Yeah. It's like that doesn't they just don't see that so i mean no. i'm glad that that's the case because we're going to be able to share that and big shout out to you two for allowing us to pretty oh, much man. share everything no we're buzzing with it can't wait and then around to talk about the next yeah we can start talking about yeah, it yeah, oh, and yeah. now we're already in the process of a documentary number moreno two i don't know that's, <laughs> I, number, that's number two number, yeah. two, number yeah. two so that's the way you're talking about that's going to be even more yeah. Interesting so, well. like, the first film is like follows the perfect journey mm. of of the story of winning World's Strongest Man, but the next one's like a, a like an intimate look into the mind and the mindset of it all. Mm. Um, I can't say too much because we're still obviously between yeah, us yeah. all, we're still lining stuff up. But we 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 are. If people were asking why we're we still filming, some of it's for pickup shots for the first film, yeah. but a lot of it is we're going to follow for the next year, maybe a little bit longer to. Yeah, follow this journey. And then we'll do another one after we yeah. get rid we'll of never stop. We'll never <laughs> yeah, stop. Well, yeah. well, I was crying when they said the first one was over. I was like, I'm not going to see them again. <laughs> it's um, it's going to be cool, man. It's I just can't wait for people to watch it mm. because I think it's. You, we were talking yesterday about you know with like with Tom and his journey and mm. like, my health, my mental health, and all the rest of it. If people can watch it and like. It's, it's just I think it's going to be really good because people yeah. will go into our heads and be like wow that's what Tom thinks that's what Luke thinks and definitely really think oh, Jesus is what but a, what a, whole, a whole year like a, a, a lot's I, both of you a lot's mm. changed unfortunately the ending of the podcast just got cut off so we're going to do our little outro now so special thanks to Mr Jordan Mulligan the most inspiring man I've ever met apart from Big Tommy of course <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Hope you enjoyed uh, podcast number two. We will try and keep them nice and uh, consistent. So thank you for watching. Big Tommy. Stay safe, smile and stay spicy. And don't forget to ring that little bell. Ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. -a -ling -a -ling.